Well, hello, hello, EKN Nation. My voice is still not back yet. <laughs> Nationals, it, yeah, it is. This is going to cap things up. My name is Rob Howden. That is, of course, David Cole. Yeah, you can hear my voice is still. My voice was good on Super Sunday, but it's uh, it's still a little crackly now. We are obviously going to wrap up our coverage from this year's Supercarts USA Super Nationals. Uh, this is the debrief. It'll be two of them, actually. One today and one tomorrow, live, of course, on YouTube and Facebook. And David, I don't know about you. Uh, I've, I think I've got three 10-hour completely rem field drooling sleeps so uh, i'm feeling good right now actually i got back to the gym today it was great no i haven't quite got there yet and as you can tell my voice is a little up and down as well yeah. too i so i don't dry. think it's so much it's just the dryness that's out there it's the smoke inside the casinos i think that's part of it too not the great air filter system in the hotel room so and also a lot of yelling and screaming sunday <laughs> night at the at the at the bars and, and dance enough. clubs so yeah, it's um, yeah, it was a good time as always. The Supernats is, and uh, you know, it's almost better because now I can I, I probably actually enjoy Thanksgiving because you know it's Thursday. We would have been That's going true. into Thanksgiving today, um, so I'm probably going to enjoy it next week a little more than normal. And actually, like you said, get some of those good sleeps and enjoy the big meals that we uh, we do have there on Thanksgiving. Indeed, folks, this is episode uh, 121 of our debrief, all part, of course, our can trackside coverage. It started with our Outlap podcasts uh, the week before uh, the Supernats. <clears throat> it is Thursday, November the 16th. We've got a couple of guests joining us here today from Australia. Uh, Matthew Waters just got home, actually, after his big win in KA100 Master. He'll be with us. And Robert Boudichaud, who was one of the stars of our Master Shifter category here. Today in the show, it is uh, Master Shifter, K1, K100 Master. Mini and Micro, we will do our full race review on that one. This edition, though, of uh, the debrief is brought to you by Acceleration Kart Racing. Acceleration Kart Racing has everything you need to go racing, from tires to helmets. They have a great website for you to order from and kart racers ready to pick up the phone and answer your questions six days a week. With over 20 years of kart racing under their belts, Acceleration Kart Racing has the experience to help you succeed on the track. You can rely on them to get the parts you need when you need them. Make Acceleration Kart Racing your go-to source for everything karting. Head to www.shopakr.com. All right, DC, again, this was uh, Supernats 26. We uh, rolled past the uh, the silver anniversary last year, 26 running. Out of the Las Vegas Motor Speedway, we've been there before, obviously, a couple of years ago. The event taking place uh, November the 8th to the 12th, uh, as you mentioned, a week earlier, because obviously <clears throat> Formula One dominating Las Vegas here this coming weekend. Um, I was I was happy. They came in and, and stole our weekend. So I was happy to see it rain on them last night because we did not get that day. We had perfect weather the entire time, essentially. I was wondering why the, all the pictures from last night were wet. I thought they were just hosing everything down. I didn't realize it rained. So that's, that's a good thing. I was just talking with somebody, I believe it was Caleb Ineski, who was talking about that 2013 year. Uh, I had the picture oh. of the David on uh, some of the people's chests, you know, and uh, he got back to me finally on that after, you know, a week and a half, whatever. But yep. yeah, that 2013 year that it rained every day, but Super Sunday oh, man, it's it probably cool. one of the more miserable Super Nationals oh. we've ever had that I can recall because I've been going since 2004. Yeah, it was uh, we shook. We were shaking so much in the booth. It was so cold that you had a headache because of your hangover. But the, your, the whole, your whole body ached from <laughs> shivering all day long. It was cold. It was windy. And it was raining. It was horrible. Yeah. Well, and we did have some, we we did have some wind Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, kept you guys up in the booth really cold, you know, as you're as you're broadcasting because you got nowhere to go. There was nothing blocking it, and most of the time the wind was coming right at you. 
So uh, it did kind of keep keep you guys a little chilly. It was a little especially chilly towards the end of the night as well. But yeah. um, once we got into the heat races on Friday, the weather turned out to be perfect. It got even warmer, I think, on Super Sunday where, you know, it was, you know, it was warm enough to be able to in shorts and T-shirt uh, all day long. Yeah, I, listen, I wore long underwear every day but Super Sunday. Like, like because I, I, I wasn't wearing super thick pants or jeans. So it was cold. So, well, yeah, and you're... you're it's not like you're sitting in the sun, like, you know, photographers are, or the racers no, are, or stuff like we that. We stood in the yeah. shade the entire time. You're right. You're right. 100% about that. Uh, just, you know, anybody, all those of you who are watching right now, feel free. This is interactive. If you have questions, if you have, uh, if you have any comments, uh, uh, questions for our, our, our guys, whatever you want to do, feel free. We'll bring some of those in here. We like it to be interactive here on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, David, let's go by the numbers. Obviously, we're going to do, do this. We'll jump into a quick break. We'll come back and dive into our first race reports uh, with, with Master Shifter. 520 entries all told. Is that what you added up with all the – people will say how many of the entries are. We always add up how many people have qualified, right, if I'm not qualifying, mistaken? exactly. Qualifying. There were some no-shows. There were no-shows there. Uh, bunch of walk-ups, there, But there were a bunch of walk-ups as well. So, uh, so yeah, we ended up with 520, which, um, you know, is – is the second best out of the last four events. Um, and when you look at it in terms of having only nine categories, it's probably one of the best ones we've had uh, for nine categories. I didn't pull that up. I'll do that at commercial break, but um, you know, 520 compared to 586 last year when we had 10 categories. Uh, and so you subtract 40 from that, we're about 20, 20 drivers off or 20 entries off of that. If you were to, to calculate that. So really, really solid uh, numbers, you know, you look at Microsoft and MiniSwift, they were restricted to only one group. So they maxed out at 45 yeah. for Micro and 48 for MiniSwift. And then all the other, but the other two categories, K100 Master and Master Shifter as well too. An amazing total of 47 in Master Shifter where four years ago when we had, you know, obviously the Pro 1, Pro 2 and the, and the 175 situation going on, we only had 15 Master Shifters. So to go from that to 47 in three editions uh, of the Super Nationals is outstanding and shows Huge I think we're in, the, yeah. we're in the right path now. I yeah. think, you know, you look, we'll talk pro shifter obviously tomorrow, but the amount of shifters that we had at the Super Nationals, it made you feel like shifter kart racing is back again, you know? Well, again, listen, that's what we talk about. Super Karts USA and this event, the Super Nationals was born on shifters for so many years up till I think what, Sam Boyd Stadium it was nothing but shifters for the first number of years, right? It's a Supercar USA was a was a was a shifter only organization for the longest time. It wasn't even a, there was no juniors at a lot of the races either. So sure, uh, it's there now, obviously, as we know. Uh, but yeah, 520 entries all total, and every one of the categories we're talking about today, which were single classes, all blowing past essentially the 44 mark, which was the which was uh, is, is the max. They always go by at least four or five more because cancellations will bring them back. So obviously, 45 for micro. 48 mini, 45 K100 Master, and 47 Master Shifter. That's fantastic. That's big. Awesome. It is. And again, K Master is only in its second year. 48 last year, 45 this year. You know, it is a category that, you know, if there was more time in the day and more time in the week, we could see that grow along with Mini Swift as well, too. But, um, you know, I almost like to cap, you know, it's it's like, too. hey, be, you got to be serious about this and get in and, and be part of the entry. And, and we saw really good competition in all four of these categories. 
No doubt. All right, folks, our first quick little commercial break here. If you're watching live, it'll just be a quick little break. We're going to do this so we can put commercials in for the podcast that'll come out. This All of our shows here will be available in podcast format later on that you'll be able to listen to, of course, on the drive into work. So, yeah, stay with us. When we get back, we will dive into the race report. Ready to step up your game? Joining the Rawlison Performance Group is the obvious choice to take your racing to the next level. Industry-leading driver development is provided by our staff of multi-time national champions, Super Nationals winners, and Team USA members. And at the same time, RPG continues to be a national-level powerhouse race team. Our goal is to help you raise your game and win races. We work with all age groups and are focused on developing those cadet and junior drivers who are ready to take the next step in their racing program. Rawlison Performance Group has set a new standard with our in-house engine program, AVP Engines, headed by Alex Vinson. AVP has become the benchmark in IAMI competition. We have the largest OTK inventory that follows our race team, providing trackside parts at all the major events in North America. RPG also offers multilingual support with French, Spanish, and Portuguese-speaking staff. If you want to fight for championships or want to improve your skills and your chances to win, the answer is to call RPG at 503-260-4514. The Rawls Performance Group. We race to win. For over 20 years, Greg Bell has been building race-winning power for kart racers. One need only look at his team, Leading Edge Motorsports. He's always built engines for his team, and the results have been wins at the biggest races in America, the Scusa Super Nationals and the Rock Vegas events. The name on this program, Mega Power. This year alone, Bell and Danny Formell teamed up to sweep the Rock Shifter class on the Florida Winter Tour, all on a Mega Power engine. If you want to win shifter kart races, it's time to put Mega Power on your kart. Mega Power specializes in gearbox engines, such as the TMKZ, Rock Shifter, and IME Shifter, but with almost three decades of engine building experience, Bell develops winning motors for X30 and Mini Swift and everything in between. The combination of Greg Bell's engine building skills and his chassis tuning knowledge is a potent mixture. Greg's helped catapult many drivers to wins over the years, including Mercedes F1 star George Russell, who won the Super Nats 14 in 2011 with Leading Edge Motorsports. Increase your odds of winning at this year's Rock Vegas or Super National events or throughout 2023 by calling Greg Bell today at 209-747-2613 to put mega power in your corner. Fast, fair, and fun. Ignite Karting offers you all of that at an affordable price. Ignite Karting utilizes the spec Margay Ignite K3 with a Briggs & Stratton 206 engine and a Hoosier R80 tire. Everyone in the junior, senior, and master's classes compete on the same Ignite K3 chassis, which puts all the emphasis squarely on driver development. Additionally, Ignite Karting is accessible at the local, regional, and national level. Special events for the 2023 season include the Ignite Majors, which begins with the annual trip to the Daytona International Speedway as part of the WKA Daytona Kart Week as part of both the sprint and road racing events. Those in the Midwest can enjoy the regionally based Ignite Challenge, 
which just finished up a record-setting season in 2022. Local club programs have also been established in other states all across the country, from Idaho to Texas, Nebraska to New York, with more tracks and clubs joining the Ignite Karting program. Be part of fast fun and great memories with Margate Racing at an Ignite track near you. All information on Ignite events and Ignite Kart packages, including dealers in your area, are available at ignitekarting.com. Get off the couch and out onto the track in 2023. Ignite Karting, fuel your passion. Back once again here for this edition of the debrief, our first of two for the Supercarts USA Super Nationals 26 from Las Vegas. My name is Rob Haddon, of course, joined by David Cole. This edition of the Race Report is brought to you by Factory Carts. Made in the USA, it's not just a statement, it's the mission at Factory Carts of America. Led by four-time Super National champion Billy Musgrave, Factory Carts manufactures their frames completely in-house at their Riverside, California facility. Built and designed from the ground up specifically for the American karting market, Factory Carts brings new innovations and solutions that are long overdue. No other karting manufacturer stands behind its product like Factory Carts does, providing a two-year warranty on all their frames. Learn more by visiting factorycarts.com or email Billy anytime at info at factorycarts.com. All right, so good to roll right in from Factory Carts. Obviously, it's a, you know starting out as, a, as essentially a shifter cart package that uh, Billy's then built, of course, the single speed and the cadets, the, you name it. Uh, as we do with these de- in these debriefs, uh, I'll throw the headline out, and David can start filling things in. Here's the headline for Master Shifter: Carding Legend adds Super Nationals Triumph to CV. You know, going in, you know, you look at our predictions, the two of two of the three of us had had this guy winning it going in. And, you know, a lot of people, because of who he is, uh, multi-time world champion, David Day Foray, uh, he was going to be the guy to beat. That that was kind of the benchmark going into this. And qualifying certainly showed us that as uh, as Foray, a four-time world champion, a one-time Gearbox champion, and now this year's KZ2 Masters World Cup champion as well, uh, put down a 42.493 in qualifying. He cleared the field by nearly three tenths of a second, and that yeah. was over Jordan Musser, Robert Bedozo, uh, Vincent Cassard, and Scott Priesty. So it was a uh, an amazing lap put in on this very fast circuit that he told us in, in our interview after qualifying. It scared the living bejesus out of him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I didn't right, say it in that quote, but that kind of quote. But it was uh, it was pretty gnarly. I mean, again, you're hitting 95 miles per hour. Uh, down the long straightaway we'll talk more about that later but um, it was certainly a a track you had to be uh, a little bit crazy in order to be fast and he was certainly that the downside to qualifying and was kind of a big factor through the heat races not only for this category but for another uh, he received a four position penalty uh, for just the opening heat race because he had no number on his weight uh, that was something Supercarts USA was cracking down on throughout the event. Uh, K100, I think, was the first category up to qualify. And it was a little bit of chaos in that uh, in that uh, scale house and tech barn and the uh, the penalty room as well uh, for those categories. So so we were kind of, you know, again, it was as the heat races were going about, we didn't know about the penalties until you get the grid and we get the grid and forays going from what position five. And so it kind of left everybody confused. I, I think caught you guys were talking about that. Yeah. And it caught him off guard as well. I think there was a, a little bit of a delay as to what was going on with that. Um, so that allowed um, Jordan Musser, 
to uh, to go from the pole position, and he was able to to uh, win the opening heat race ahead of Bedozo and Foray getting up to third. Um, Musser came back and won the second heat race, but that was because Foray never made the racetrack. Uh, had a mechanical issue on the grid. I believe you guys said it was clutch related. We're no, nah, we were trying to figure it out. I don't think we ever found out exactly what it was. The, the thing was able to, it was rolling back and forth, so but it wasn't I, yeah. locked up. But yeah, whatever it was, it just they were working on trying to get the they're grabbing the clutch like crazy. I don't know what it was. So it essentially, kind of put Musser in the Birdcat seat uh, with two heat race wins, four A with a D and S and a third. Uh, he came back in heat number three to be able to score the victory over Robert uh Robbie and Jordan so it set up the grid for Musser Bedozo Brian Keck who had a uh, an issue in qualifying as well too I believe he wrecked trying to pass somebody so he got a fast lap in actually ended up finished I think in ninth in qualifying he only got two laps in yeah he only got two laps in in qualifying yeah worked his way up into third for the for the grid for the main event last year's winner Antonio Pizzonia uh Jr. went fourth and then Vincent Cassard who had a really solid week uh on the CRG uh, starting in the fifth spot. So David Foray started P12 for the main event. Yeah, he was on, on the tear really quickly coming through. Out of the gate, of course, Jordan Musser got that great start. He was able to pull away and actually gap. I think it was almost three sec- like 2.9 yeah. seconds, I think was the biggest gap at one point. And it appeared like it could have been over, right? This is it. We're done. And there's Brad. Brian Robson just saying a locked up gearbox for uh, okay. for Foray. So indeed, it, it I think for the most part, people thought, yeah, Muster's Muster's leaving. But then all of a sudden, Foray started putting down purple laps, right? Six tenths a second. Five, like he was closing a gap down very quickly. Eventually got onto the rear bumper of, of Muster. Yeah, the the gap, that's why I noted in qualifying, it was nearly two to three tenths a lap that he was gaining in the race, yeah. closing in on Muster. And we're all thinking, I know I was talking with Jeff Deskins and some other people standing around me before I went out and shot photos. I think Muster's just holding, just keeping the tires cool. He's, we, you know, we thought he was just into a rhythm, you know, wasn't going to push it too hard, had a massive lead. I mean, why would you push your yeah, cart hard like lead. that yeah. when you got a three second lead and you got a, a multi time world champion coming behind you? So, but like you said, Foray got to his bumper, made the move, I want to say, coming onto the straightaway, and that was it. Yeah, that, that way he essentially pulled away, and and you, you were wondering whether or not maybe Muster could fight. You know, mount one more charge, just make that one dive bomb move. He was never close enough into one down into one. He was actually, I think, there coming down into one, <clears throat> but never coming down back into nine, where you have to open up so wide to get on the straightaway. You can make that move to the inside. Wasn't able to make it happen, David. In the end, uh, as we know, uh, Forey walked away. It ended up being a half a second was the victory. Muster did come home to a, just a second. And I know tough for a guy <clears throat> who has wanted to win this race for so many years. Brian Keck, overall, a great run. He was super fast. Uh, Robert Boudichaud, as we said, uh, great running for him. His, obviously, his debut as a senior driver. Uh, we'll talk master. more about what he had done. Yeah, as a, probably as a master's driver. <laughs> and then Pazonia, I think we all expected him to be more of a factor throughout the entire weekend. He was there, uh, but was he there. was never yeah. never, never really an, a really aggressive factor uh, up front at all during any of the heat races, too. Yeah, not not to the level that Foray and Musser was. I, I think you know Robbie might be able to give us some more insight because I think he went wheel to wheel, wheel with wheel to wheel with him a number of laps, uh, heat races and main events. So, uh, but yeah, it just was didn't quite have that that leading pace that we saw uh, you know last year at the Rio. So it was it was interesting to see that because he was essentially the guy to beat on on Super Sunday last year. So, uh, but yeah, a, a pretty cool top five, uh, at least for me. Uh, when you look when, when you look at predictions, so hold on, hold on. 
We have Robert okay. Boudreaux waiting in the sidelines. Yeah. Do you want to go to him first? No, we're not going to bring him on. Okay. We're not going to bring him on yet. I just want to let people know he's coming. So we got he's questions coming. for him. Yeah. We'll talk more about what was going on. Yeah. But yes, we are going to do our predictions. If you wa- if you watched our Outlap podcast, we all came up with our own predictions of who we thought. I obviously didn't do enough research. The boys were a little bit better than I was, but I did win one class today in this <laughs> deal. But yeah, David, let's. So this is this is. The, I, I was feeling so confident after when I saw. Like I did really well in this one here. Like, right. And so I, you talk, I ended up with eight points, but you smoked me in this class. I smoked you. I smoked you and Nate pretty good because this Either. was the highest class total that we had because I correctly picked the winner. I correctly picked in second place. I correctly picked third place and I correctly picked fourth place. So oh one, two, three, four. So four Crap. drivers in the top five in their correct positions gave me a total of 18 points for this class alone. That's almost that's almost that's more than half of what you scored last year. So that <laughs> wow. Last year, let's see. Last year our totals were yes, oh, more than you scored last year. You scored 16 points last year. Total? And I will say total. You did we did a whole lot better. A whole lot better than last year. But I scored in one class more than what you scored last year. <laughs> You're harsh. So Rob scored eight points on this uh, category. You had the winner and three top fives. Yeah, and then Nate, Nate only had uh, uh, three top five drivers, no positions correctly. So All right. Well, there's more. That to, is the breakdown on that. Yeah, that is the breakdown on that. Let's get away from you and I and our yeah. uh, our feud and bring in Robert Brudishow. So, yeah. hey, David, it's not Bedozo yeah. anymore. I it's, say it, we, that way. We've been I know. corrected. It's Brudishow. I or something know. close it, to that. I say it how I spell it. I keep yes, telling I you. I know, that. but you, listen, all you're right. from Michigan already. You don't have to be a complete hillbilly all the time. All right. <laughs> Robert, welcome to the show, my friend. What's going on, guys? Uh let's uh listen, you're you're a couple days away from, from the Super Nets. How are you feeling right now? We talked about the fact we've been sleeping like crazy. You were actually out there pounding laps all week long. How's the body feel? Honestly, not as bad as I anticipated. Uh Good. To be quite frank, I, th- I think the hardest part of the whole trip was just to drive back home <laughs> right. more than anything else. So, yeah, 32 hours for me. So I just made it back uh, yesterday. In the end, you're, you had run back in 2015 on the podium in the S2 category. Um, let's talk about, about your, your your debut here, your first year in Master Shifter. Was the, Obviously, the competition was high. We knew you'd be kind of up front and in the middle of, middle of it there. Was it, was it everything you would have kind of hoped it was going to be? Yeah, I mean, for sure. You know, I think, um, you know, not not driving really, quote unquote, full time since 2015. I mean, I did a few races this year, just some one off stuff to kind of have a little bit of fun. And then I had the itch. I'm like, you know, like, why not? Let's let's see Vegas. Uh, <laughs> and I did it. So here I am now. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, from a competition standpoint, I, I was actually, you know, I, you know, when people say masters, like they don't, you know, you don't know what to expect, but it, it's, it's pretty serious, man. It's, it's not no... No, no slouch competition by any means. Well, no, in this one here, you, like we, you know, we talked about it a lot in the broadcast. You're racing against a former world champion, the reigning, you know, Casey Masters champion, a former Formula One driver, and then you throw Jordan Musser in, who's won almost everything you can in terms of Masters shifter cart racing here in the country. It's a pretty stacked field, right? When, when you look at it. Oh yeah, I mean, from that standpoint, but by all means, I mean it's you know, and like I mean, I heard you guys saying how the numbers grew from 15 to 47. Yeah, something like that. Which, and put it in perspective, that's that's like that's remarkable. It's crazy. Um, so it's yeah, without without a doubt. First guy we've talked to in the broadcast regarding the track overall. Obviously, some, there was a change in the track uh, when it was needed. Obviously, got a little sketchy there at, at the end of the straightaway. How? What were your thoughts on the track overall? Um, you know, I, I think the track just based on what they had to work with. Um, you know, they had a lot of length, they had a lot of width, 
um, from a you know pit area to work with. I mean, I, th I thought the track was unique from that standpoint. I mean, I think we had to use first gear like five times or four yeah. times. Yeah, and there's not many tracks where you use first gear that many times, <laughs> let alone any times. Yeah. Um, and matter of fact, actually, I think I we even caught a, a crack in the axle from from using first gear so many times. Really? Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, I was going to ask, kind of ask that because that, that's asking a lot out, out of the power, but all, the whole drivetrain, right? Let's be real. Yeah, of course. Change, of course. Whatever it may be, right? Without a doubt, you know. I mean, I mean, from a tech, technical standpoint, I don't think it was that technical. But I think it was just difficult to, to, you know, I mean, to go from 97 miles an hour to, to 25 and, you know, 15 feet, whatever it is, it, it, it's not easy. <laughs> and and you, you guys know? were kind of on the brakes already on the turn into the kink, right? Correct. Correct. Yeah. Like, like you see you guys kind of backing it in there. It was just, it was wild to watch. Yeah. And then you saw it during the race. I mean, a lot of times when people would just overshoot it by accident, you know, and then they still get somewhat of a halfway decent run out of the quick turn one. Uh, how that happens, I don't know. <laughs> you know, was there was but, there a part of the track that you liked the most? Because I know that a lot of the passes you made were these big diving lunges into turn three. The first of the, the two hairpins, or the, the, the yeah. right hand. And the, you were able to get in there and throw it in there a couple of times and get. Yeah, out I, I would say for sure turn three, and then honestly, even the last corner. Even though I sucked out of the last corner, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I think it was just a very you know because like David said, you, you got to open up a little bit and make that run onto the straightaway. But it was very technical and and the braking. In the last corner, it was so bumpy. I mean, a couple of times I almost lost just under the brakes, just going, you know, going and going to the last corner. And you were taking it a bit differently. I know we mentioned that quite a bit in the broadcast. You kind of, it seemed like guys were kind of rolling in. You were kind of diamonding it, like trying to come across a certain way. Was that something you did? That you thought was different than other drivers in front of you? Yeah, from, from from a certain standpoint. And you know, when you're with a pack, obviously you're, you're a little more defensive. You know, you you want to open up so much. Um, I think in qualifying, I probably should have opened up the entry a little bit better. I would have had a better run onto the straightaway, but um, I think that's more just me being more from a defensive side of things, if anything else. Dave, you want to bring question. some of those questions in? Yep. Yeah, bring it in. Right. So how sketchy was it going three wide into the last kink? Brian Robson's asking. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know, Brian Robson's actually a wrench for John Crow, so yeah. got to got to see it probably firsthand. Uh, yeah, I um. I'm not gonna lie. In that heat race, when when I when I when I saw Scotty in front of me, I was like, "Son of a gun, man!" Like like, and then not just that, but like I was kind of nervous to pass him because like we're obviously teammates. So like, and, and I, I know he needed the points. So I'm like, "All right, well, I need the points too. So how do I not screw him, but still <laughs> get ahead of him?" You know. But yeah, that that, that was definitely a, a you know a a pucker moment without a doubt yeah. <laughs> so how, how was because you've had you've obviously worked with with uh scott sketchy barnes as a driver himself but how was it being on the racetrack and being able to like feedback back and forth being in the same category oh i mean honestly it was priceless you know i mean we had i think a total of four master guys under our tent um you know sketchy being one of them larry pegram being one of them and frank Ruco. um you know all or had a lot of experience underneath them, and it, it was really nice to have you know kind of lean on with tire pressures, gear ratios, uh, things like that. I mean, yeah, Larry had a really good run. We talked a lot about Larry, he was a kind of top 10 guy there, right around like 9, 10, 11 for most of the weekend. He did a great job, yeah. I mean, I think I think he started six going into, into the main event, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Yeah, no, no stranger six. to top, no, no stranger to top speed, no stranger to backing it in, right? Oh, yeah, Former without a doubt. Anime. AMA Superbike rider, right? Well, and you know we've we've said sketchy, but a number of these you know street racers or road racers such as Sketchy or Joe Rook or or as you said Larry Pegram and all these guys who are no afraid whatsoever. 
do you think that racetrack kind of suited them a little bit more than say the the racetrack at the Rio? Well, I mean, Skitchy never finished the heat race, so <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Skitchy, but like, I think I think that that bit you in the butt, man. Because honestly, God, I mean, yeah. him and I had equal pace all weekend. Yeah, um, yeah but yeah, I, I'd say sure. so. I'd yeah. say so. Hey, listen, and let's talk about the entire Magic Cart USA program. I know we'll talk more about AJ Myers tomorrow, uh, and. You got, I just felt like everybody under your tent had a really good weekend. Like you guys just seemed like you rolled in there, whatever it was, you guys rolled in there. You were out of the gate strong. You talked about the four guys you guys had in masters. I feel like just overall as a collective, you guys had a really good weekend. Yeah. You know, I mean, honestly, you know, this whole year we, we really um, had an opportunity to recruit some really good people for help, obviously uh, from the engine side of things, mechanics, uh, the whole nine yards, you know, and I think the team is really starting to gel. Um, in terms of being comfortable with one another, you know, with the understanding how to get feedback, you know, what to expect, things like that. Um, and the, I think even, you know, Talon Nalco has came a long way this year. I mean, yeah. he started 11th in the main event. And this is the guy that was in the LCQ last year. You know, just to put exactly. it in perspective, right? Yeah. Um, Michael Riccio is another driver from Canada who's, who's I think he's only 15 years old and, you know, did a phenomenal job. You could call, uh, you could call Yako maybe the most improved shifter car driver of the year. Hands up. You know what I mean? Like he's Hands just been, he's he's stood up and been in the middle of these big scraps with some with some some big names. So it's yeah. well, and and be AJ at his home racetrack. Valid point. That too. Yeah. Very valid point. I mean, also <laughs> you know they're, they're putting in the work too, right? I mean, yeah. that's it goes hand in hand. You know, I mean, people. I think people have this conception of you know you want to get better, but they don't want to put the time in, in to get getting better. And and Marty and, and Talent really are putting the time to get better. So, so question for you. Let's bring it. Let's bring in McCaddy. McCaddy has a little thing here. Brian McCaddy. He watched all weekend long. Says great job to the Magic team and to Robbie Junior Master Budusho. <laughs> feels feels like me when I first started Masters. The kid in the old man class. How old are you, Robbie? Uh, I'm 30 years old. Sorry, 30. So right on. I like the fact that you're there because I, we've seen this before. You come in, or some guys in the past have come in. Whether it was a Rudolph at that point or Darren Elliott, finally, whatever it was. Finally jumping in, a bunch of other guys come in, right? Because they're like, well, okay, if he's there and the level of competition is high enough, are we going to see more of you next year? That's the question. You know, I, on my 32 hour drive back, I was really debating. Um, you know, <laughs> a, lot, a lot of time to think. Right? I had a lot of time to think, man. I, I, I'm thinking, like, son of a gun, you're 4A1, you know, you know, I mean, all these guys that, that did really well, you know, heads off to you know, everyone, obviously. Um, you know, I think I might come out again. It just depends on my schedule and what I have going on. Um, I would love to be be a part of Vegas again next year, but yeah. you know, again, we all have to run a racing team also, so it's kind of hard to drive and yeah, yeah. And manage yeah. The team. You're, running, you're running the team. You're hey, listen. Yeah, but just, I will say, I will say this. It's just so it's so good to see guys like you come out and run, even if it's if it's the one off events. It just it just takes the level of everything up to you know a couple notches, which is fantastic. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Is, is there think, anything you, you uh, would have changed going into the event knowing now, like say preparation or, or anything that maybe differently that, uh, that you would have done going into the event? Uh, you know, I did a lot of conditioning and, and okay. working out from that standpoint. So I, for about a, I say a month and a half for do a good month. I did, um, three days, I'm sorry, two days of cardio and three days of working out. So five days of total oh, work okay. of actually exercising. And I actually lost six pounds by accident. Damn, good for you. Like, did, didn't even know I did it until uh, <laughs> I was in Cincinnati for a test weekend with a with a driver. But um, I think I would have incorporated probably a little more like driving as opposed to 
exercising, working out. Yeah. Working out. Well, listen, you can't discount oh. your, your experience, the track time in Bermuda, Robert. No, oh, man. Right Bermuda. <laughs> Street circuit race there. It might have been a 206. It might not have been very fast, but come on. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's another event, man. I, 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 yeah, I won everything in Bermuda and then lost, lost in the last lap in the last two quarters ago. Me too. I lost yeah. the first lap. Oh we my were, we God. were both I mean, P2. Jeez. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. So listen, uh, so let's look, look for, let's look at 2024. Just, I don't kind of want to wrap it up with, with you. Uh, who, who, I got, I can say, who do you want to thank for, for being able to be there? It was you guys, it was your team, the whole magic team, but how, how are you guys thinking about 2024? I know that it, we're, it's still, we're not quite to Thanksgiving. We haven't turned the page yet on next year, but you guys got to feel like you have a lot of momentum going into next season. I mean, for sure, you know, I mean, obviously we're always here to get better. Um, you know, I, I am, we are working on a few things to kind of improve our program for going into next year and stuff. Um, you know, I really want to thank obviously our, our program with Sony competition engines, Flavio and Elizio. They did an outstanding job for us. I mean, um, now Elizio flies in from Italy for all these events for us. It just works with us and our team. Wow. Uh, it's been a huge help this year. And you know, obviously, you know, uh, Magic Heart, uh, my brother, uh, Pepo, I'm a can fat this past weekend, uh, being Austin Williamson, um, Greyhound Seats, you know, the team, Checker Motorsports. I mean, it's, it's, you can't put one person to thank. It's really the whole, everyone that's involved. So, and you guys attended a wedding, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I was just going to say, yeah. Yeah. So my mechanic got married. <laughs> <laughs> he got, he got married. And then my girlfriend the caught the, caught the, uh, the flowers. Oh, there yeah. right, we go. That's good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Robert, you don't want to get, you don't want to let that girlfriend get away anyway. She's awesome. Yeah, I know. I, I definitely left out with her. There definitely you go. There you go. Her. Well, listen, Robert, thank yeah. you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Great run for you. Obviously, you're in the hunt all weekend long. Uh, but thanks for taking the time to, to, to join us here on a Thursday night. Yeah, appreciate it, guys. Appreciate the opportunity. Robert Murder Show, folks. So Magic Kart USA, definitely one of the powerhouses, David, and shifter kart racing uh here in, in the, the US and talking about the fact of what AJ Myers has done, of course, telling Yakel and other drivers they have underneath their program. Sketchy Barnes runs with them, as we know. Andy Rule, there's a number of drivers that, that run with them in that team. That uh, man, it's they're, they're powerhouses for sure, right? Yeah. Real quick to answer a question, Gary Osterholt asking, what was the engine brand know. breakdown? Two 175s, John Crow and Luis Quiones, the uh, Pro yeah. Tour champion. Uh, they were the only two drivers on 175s. There you go. Yeah, well, maybe we should see. Uh, we'll have a. Do you have the, the stuff for tomorrow for for uh, for KZ? Whether or not we ever. With, like who was on what engine? Iami Vortex. No, well, yeah. I mean, it, it goes off. The, I don't know if it's correct on the entry They're list. Never, we would we would go off the entry list, guys, and it just it's yeah. never. Yeah, it's never right. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. So, listen, quick break. We get back because we have another guy waiting in the wings. It is just past the noon hour. We think uh, down in Australia, he just got home, got a bit of jet lag. But we are going to have when we do K one hundred Master, the winner, uh, Matthew Waters, is going to be joining us here today. So, don't stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. More to come here on the debrief. It's a multi-time world champion and it's a Supercarts USA Super Nationals winner. It is Sodi Kart. And starting in 2023, the Sodi brand has found a new home here in the US. Sodi Racing USA is the new exclusive importer of the Sodi Kart chassis line under the karting distribution banner, led by industry veteran, Terry Germanovich. The French manufacturer Sodi Kart is a leader within the karting industry, offering a wide range of products and services. The Sodi Racing chassis line offers product in classes from Mini to KZ, 
all based on years of development and championship seasons around the world. Sony Racing USA has already begun establishing its dealer network, working with the Karting Collective on the West Coast, and recently signing PK Sport to serve as a dealer and the official race team on the East Coast. Visit Sony-Racing-USA.com to learn more about the Sony Kart chassis line, or call 954-634-5111 to become part of the Sony Racing USA network today. Sony Kart, the world leader in the karting industry. The Performance Racing Industry Show, the three biggest days in the business of motorsports, is returning to Indianapolis this December. Featuring the newest parts and technology, access to countless manufacturers and service providers, and virtually unlimited opportunities to network face-to-face -face with industry leaders, the PRI Show is where the racing industry gathers under one roof for three days in December. If you're in the business of racing, you have to be at the PRI Show. The show takes place from December 7th and 9th at the Indiana Convention Center and is a must-attend. Live racing action is coming back for 2023 with the PRI E-Karting Classic presented by Top Kart USA. Races will take place daily from December 7th and 9th in Lucas Oil Stadium. Visit PRI2023.com to learn more and register today. Race you there. History, success, family. Those are the three words that can describe Comet Kart Sales, one of the longest tenured karting businesses in the United States. The family-owned operation located just outside of Indianapolis has provided carts, parts, and services for thousands of racers in the near six decades of business. Their online store features everything you need, continually adding new parts to their product line. From full karting packages, new engines, spare or replacement parts, and safety gear, find it all at CometCartSales.com. Their Comet Racing Engine service has won multiple major events and championships over decades of karting and continues to offer the best trackside service in the industry, specializing in IAMI X30, IAMI Swift, and other two-cycle power plants. Make sure to head to CometCartSales.com or call them at 317-462-3413 to be part of the Comet Kart Sales family today. Welcome back to the debrief for this year's Supercarts USA Super Nationals 26. My name is Rob Howden, joined, of course, by David Cole as we were trackside with Nate Dean and Betsy Gallagher throughout the entire week. Great job by uh, Nate and Betsy in our in our social media. Man, they killed it with all the social media content we put out, all the all the, uh, all the work that was done there. Uh, we're going to jump back into the race report brought to you by Factory Carts, and we're going to go to KA100 Master. David, here's the headline. Fill us in. Waters <laughs> become second winner of category. I know you're just you're just wringing your hand on this one here. I just I just love it. I, I love this story. This story is great, and that's why I'm happy to have them on so we can get more depth into it. Uh, and again, it's because it's our category. You know, this is our. I know you raced it last year, but it's it, it's Masters racing. It's it's what we do. Yeah. Uh, so we know all these drivers. Well, I know most of them. You don't might not know some of them. What are you talking? I just don't know. I didn't know that Matthew was coming. <laughs> anyway. Uh, one driver we've always been watching, Lorenzo Mardan, uh, a former USPKS champion, uh, and is just uh, all quick every time. He was the only driver to really actually beat Mike Rollison on the racetrack this year. 
So uh, Mardan came out hot, did a 49.104 to set fast Simon qualifying, edging out Ben Cooper, who was everybody's favorite going into the weekend yeah. uh, by just two thousandths of a second. Uh, Kip Foster, uh, four-time winner at the Supercarts USA Super Nationals. In the third spot, Casey Cook, one of the great stories as well in the category, uh, fourth in the order. And then Matthew Waters, uh, the rounding out the fast five. But much just like uh, Master Shifter, we had an issue for Kip Foster, who had a broken rear bumper in qualifying when he came in. Thus, that moved him to the back of the field for the, the opening tail. heat race. Yeah. The tail of the field. So, again, a meatball flag and qualifying. We'll talk about it later, but the, the penalty just doesn't seem right. So we'll get into are, that later. Yeah, you, you and I are yeah. up for that for sure. Uh, so, so Foster had to start that race in the back, but it was Ben Cooper. Went unchallenged in both of the opening heat races. I think mostly in the first one, it was just a lot of heavy racing for for position. Uh, I, I don't recall the, the gap. I want to say it was five seconds after 10 laps in the opening heat race. They that went hardcore behind him. Yeah. Hardcore. The head of okay. Bobby Kelly in second um holler in third who and actually holler's, holler's a great story you find you holler's, yeah. holler's the guy that literally won a rental cart world series from tv cart and winning the rental ah, cart program winning yes. the rental cart program he got the chance to come and run the super nationals with tv cart and race lab yeah. this was essentially his first two-stroke race this guy's a That's badass right. in a rental yes. car program and he was super fast all weekend long. We talked about him, but yeah, yeah. the highest he yeah, ran he was cool. third in that heat race, but man, he was well, in the hunt. He, he qualified 10th, so got yeah. his way up into third because of all the crazy racing. Had a DNF on the heat two and 14th on the heat three. So he started back in uh, 18th uh, for the main event. But again, Cooper winning the second heat race ahead of Waters and Mardan dropping back to third. That's something that was a story. Mardan kept falling back, didn't hold the pool position, but a lot of the top qualifiers didn't. To be honest, so uh, this was kind of a trend in at least the single speed category. But how played out? If you had a good enough start from the outside of the front row, you could just yeah. really drive it in hard. Yeah. And then in the third heat, it was uh, Kip Foster taking the victory ahead of Waters with Cooper in third. And we talked to Cooper afterwards, and he said he tried something, didn't quite like it, didn't work out. Plus, he was trying to not run into Foster or Waters or anybody else and uh, and get any type of penalty. So he re- retained the pole position. Uh, for the main event with Mardan on the outside now, the front row. Um, Franco Cervelli uh, came up from seventh in qualifying, was able to start third in the main event and ended up being a big factor in the main event uh, with Casey Cook and Bobby Kelly starting fourth and fifth. So in the main event, it actually became a four-driver pack, included Mardan, uh, Cooper, Foster, and Waters. Yeah, it was a great pack. It was, uh, and surprising to me because I kind of – I think we all kind of figured that Cooper might be able to pull away a little bit, and he did here and there. But they, of course, that long fourteen hundred uh, uh, foot straightaway, man, it, like he would, you'd get a gap, and then you could just get reeled right back in before it was all said and done. And let's uh, let's be real, everybody behind Cooper kind of worked with him. Finally, were able to push him back a little bit, and they and they did what they needed to do because I think had been because we saw it with Benia. We'll talk about it tomorrow, right? In the in uh, the X thirty Pro category yeah. where. Benia pulled away, got kind of got in front of a fight, and everybody else behind started scrapping. That never happened in Masters. I think Cooper probably could have pulled away had there been any kind of a scrap. But guys like Waters and everybody there kind of settled in and, and, and went to work. Well, two two Australians running together with Mardan kind of being the wild card. And it, yeah. actually, it was Mardan who kind of lost the draft there towards the end. Uh, so it was, it was yeah, uh, you know, yep. yeah. So that it was Foster and Waters that were. 
that were kind of working together and were able to ring in a real in Ben Cooper or uh, no, it's Cervelli. Sorry. It was Cervelli up there. Um, not, not Foster. My, my apologies. Um, it was, uh, it was Cervelli. That's, that's, I keep forgetting about him. So it was, uh, Cervelli. So it was, uh, two, two teammates of Waters and Cooper, but Cooper, uh, out front and Cervelli was, uh, was really quick. the disruptor, as I always say, he was the, the one that was yes. put himself in here everywhere. So I want to say it was uh, Cravelli leading at the white flag. Uh, as they came into turn one, Cooper made the move to the inside. They pushed wide. Uh, this allowed Waters to kind of from third, just slip around the outside of or inside of both of them and then yep. be on the outside through that turn two kink and then and, be and, right and into Coop, it. I think it had it been somebody other than Waters. <laughs> I don't think Cooper would have backed out. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think somebody. Yeah, there might have been a little bit more contact. I think there yeah. might have been just a little rub, but uh, it was yeah, it was those two, and I, that that was it. Because um, uh, Cravelli kind of attacked on Cooper again, uh, trying for that second spot, and it'll essentially let Waters go to the checkered flag for the victory. Yeah, in the end, uh, what Waters, Cooper, uh, Foster, Cook, and Cravelli, uh, Mardam was actually on the podium, was he not? And then did he get a DQ right? Yeah, it was a it was a weight nut. So he did not have a second weight nut. Yeah, and we'll talk about it later. Yeah. Um, and so that dropped him down and and Crivelli had a uh I did not write that down in the script, but it was a penalty. I want to say it was a pushback. Nope. Yeah. Oh, he drove down on somebody. Okay. So that was a uh incident on the racetrack. So uh penalty, yeah, knocked him down to only fifth, obviously with the disqualification from Ardan kept him in fifth. So uh, and then, yeah, uh, so Waters, you know, Cooper. We'll, you are, yeah, oh, we're, we're going to talk about those guys, but I want to I want to mention Casey Cook before we're done. Yeah, go ahead. Because the, the cool, obviously, the cool factor of Casey's program, his boost, his boost foundation. Here's the guy that's out there with probably thirty percent lung capacity. He obviously battles uh, cystic fibrosis. There's a lung transplant coming down the line. We're going to talk more about you know down the line about about the GoFundMe to try to help him make sure that happens. But here's a guy that did all this training to get his lungs the way they needed to be. And I just saw a post of that. I didn't realize this on a four-year-old go-kart too. Yeah. If you, saw, if you saw that on Facebook on a four-year-old go-kart battling like he was in the middle of the fight all weekend long and finds himself on the podium. That was uh, to me, one of the, uh, one of the feel good stories of the week. Yeah. Qualified fourth. I only had one bad heat started in fourth. Uh, it again, kept it clean, kept it out of trouble. Didn't quite have the pace to run. Uh, at the front of the field, but uh, a podium finish is still a great feeling. Before we jump over to uh, Matthew Waters, who's joining us uh, live from Australia, David, let's wrap things up. Let's jump into the uh, into the predictions here. It was a this was much closer than the Master Shifter category. It was. It was uh, a three points for me, two for you, and two for Nate. So all's we had were uh, uh, top five finishers. So I had three top five finishers. You had two, and Nate had two. So we did not correctly pick anybody, but Waters uh, was in the right would... position. But that one point <laughs> for putting Waters in my top five is the difference to give me the uh, the number one spot in this category. Speaking of the guy that messed up my entire picks for this category, <laughs> let's bring Matthew Waters from Australia, running for Rollison Performance Group. Bring him in here, Matthew. I appreciate you joining us. I know that you just uh, flew home, you just landed, kind of a thing. Uh, you got the jet lag, but uh, man, listen, jet lag doesn't hurt that much when you've just come back from winning the biggest races in the U.S., let's put it that way. <laughs> no, no, thank you. Um, hi, guys, by the way. Um, Good to have you. You know, it, it, uh, yeah, it does help. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <When> <laughs> it's, you, a good, you, it's a good feeling. 
When you came in, what were your expectations? You're with the, uh, a fantastic team, Rawls and Performance Group. I raced for them last year. You were essentially in my go-kart that I drove to 19th last year. You were able to yep. drive it to P1, so that makes a lot of sense. But what were your expectations? <laughs> what were your expectations coming in? Um, I, I knew we were we were going with a good team. I mean, Mike and the and the guys at RPG are very professional. Um, they've got all the equipment um, and all the data we need to 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 hopefully do well. I think um, we were hoping that you know if we if we had the right equipment, we could somewhat be up there in the top five. Um, but you know what they gave me was was excellent. So. You know, no, no complaints from my side on of the equipment that they were able to provide. I don't have a really intimate knowledge of all the tracks and the, and the layouts of the tracks down in Australia. This was obviously, I would assume, because for all of us here, it was very, very different. What, what were your thoughts on the racetrack? And it's very unique uh, layout in terms of the long straightaway and, and really not a technical, not a lot of technical aspects. Yeah, um, I mean, I've never raced on a track like this with barriers. I mean, all our all the okay. tracks I've raced, whether here in Australia or overseas, are uh, proper racetracks. So it was something to learn. You know, you're, you're getting close to barriers. Uh, you come around the next lap and, and someone's hit the barrier and the barrier's slightly moved position. Um, sometimes it, get, it can get a bit, you know, crazy out there. But um, it was definitely something I had to learn. I think at the start of the weekend, Mike said just, make it to the final, uh, you know, bide your time. So I sort of uh, stayed away from the barriers early in the weekend, probably more than I should have. Yeah. Um, and you just got to build that confidence to get closer to them because it's it's a very different uh, different type of racetrack. Indeed. Listen, for, for people that don't know you, like myself, that don't know you well, that didn't pick you like I should have, um, <laughs> can, can you give us some let's give us some insight into your karting experience? What kind of background? How long have you been racing for? Yeah, so uh, this is my 26th year of racing. So wow. I started in 1998 when I was eight years old. I think I did about a year of practice before that. And I've raced every year since. I mean, we've done, we've raced overseas a few times, never in the US. We've raced in New Zealand. Um, I did the World Championships in Macau, the Winter Cup in Italy. Uh, but yeah, this was the first time in the US. So what was the, uh, what was the motivation? What was the tipping point for you to say, yeah, I'm going to go run, I'm going to run the Super Nationals this year. Why not? Well, yeah, well, it's, um, I mean, we watch it on YouTube every year. It's, it's one of the biggest races um, in, in karting in the world. And, and it's, um, it, it's just the way it's run and, and the close racing, you know, we, we watch it every year. So uh, we thought this year, let's give it a go. You know, we did a lot, I did a lot of, practice and racing this year so i thought if any year now's the time so uh okay so let's go a little further your first your first trip to the super Nets. overall what like would you tell all your friends back in australia you have to go do this race one time how was the overall experience yeah it, it was excellent i think um from the first day i got there walking into the walking into the team at uh rpg i mean it, it's insane you know to see um how big these teams are the new equipment they have um, I think I was probably the happiest I've been in in a long time. You like, you just feel like a little kid in a in a candy store. Just I know how you, you know when you. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it, it was it was a good experience, and uh, you know, I even said we were talking to the team. I said, regardless of the result at the end of the weekend, I mean, this has been an insane something experience. You know, 
What, let, let, okay. I, I want to dive a little bit into more into your background because the whole reason I found you was, okay, I, I need to find K. If, is he a K racer? What's your, what engine experiences have you had in the past? Like what car categories have you run and have you been running the K since it was brought to Australia? Yeah. So uh, since the KA was brought to Australia, I've been running that. Um, I guess I've been racing uh, for quite a amount of years and I thought the KA it's, it's a, it's a relatively simple engine. You know, you don't have a radiator, no water to change. So uh, you can change the motors fairly quickly. So it, it's a nice, uh, nice engine to run. Um, but when I was younger, I used to race a lot of, we had Yamahas here, Yamaha J and Clubman's. Um, so I did a lot of that racing. Um, as I got older, I raced um, KF. So uh, KF um, with the front brakes and yep. uh, KF2, I think it was. Um, and then, yeah, recently just the KA engine. I did a, a bit of X30, but, but not too much. Okay. All right, let's let's uh, let's talk a little bit about how your weekend rolled out. You mentioned the fact that, you know, Mike Rawlison wisely said the same thing to me. Rob, just get get to Sunday, you know, stay out of trouble, yeah. which I did. And the reason why I got a top 20 was that. I got the right instructions. You know, slowly work your way closer to the barriers. As your week was going on and you started getting into qualifying and getting into the races, in your mind, did you finally start saying, hold on, <laughs> I'm pretty good here right now. You know, I'm overlaying my data with Ben Cooper and we're kind of close we're, and I'm running in the top five, top three. Did you yeah. start thinking about, hey, you know, I, could, I could win this thing. When did that happen? Yeah, uh, probably um, we started, I, I started to get a bit more comfortable. I think after we got a heat down, I didn't have a good first heat. I got turned around, but um, in the second heat, uh, I could feel I had a bit of pace. I moved forward. Um, and then I think before the final, I said, you know, now let's give it a crack. I mean, we'll, there was little spots on the track that you needed to turn in that little bit earlier, get close to the barrier, give you a better runoff. Um, and I thought it's the final race, you know, let's get a there bit closer go. to the barriers. Yeah. It, whatever it will be, will be right. The simple fact that's the first time you've run a, a temporary circuit race at the Supernets and that, that particular layout with that high speed you guys had at the end of the straight, but to me, that's, that's super impressive, man. Yeah, I, you have my respect for sure on that one. No, thank you. Thank you. I think when I, when we walked the track, I said, let's make this straight longer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know. It was so long. The, well, the, well, the, longer you, the longer the straights, I mean, it just brings a race in so close, doesn't it? The slipstream right. was was huge. Yeah. That, so it, know, what, good question. You go, Dave. Go. I was going to say, you know, what you said is, you know, we, we've talked about it because we do a lot of street racing here ourselves, both me, myself and Rob. And we always yeah. tell everybody the first time you go to a temporary circuit where there's walls, you got to drive at, say, 80, 85 percent to begin with and kind of ease your way in. I think you're a great example of that because you, by the time you get to the final, you're like, OK, 100 100 percent. I'm all in. Let's go and see where your chips fall. And I, I think it's a great it kind of emphasizes and backs up what we've been saying over and over again about racing temporary circuits. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, you 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 see some of the people, um, you know, and you and because we only have an hour between sessions in the morning, uh, you know, because they split morning and afternoon sessions, you you don't get much time. So if you uh, bend the chassis or, or or bend an axle, you ain't got a lot of time to um, to change it. So you you've definitely got to uh, bide your time. So you come to the U.S., kick everybody's ass. You win a trophy. You're the champion. Are we going to see you back next year? Or is this a one and done? Like, I've done this. 
Or are you coming no, back? I, no, I, I want to come back. I think yes. um, even even my my old man who, who came across, um, you know, he, he loved every minute of it too. Good. And um, he's going, are we going back? You know, so, <laughs> um, you know, even more than the racing, we, we had a great experience in the team. And, um, Good, I'm we, glad, yeah. Yeah. That, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, listen, yeah. I, like I said, I, I raced for Ralston. Last year at the Super Nats, I ran them at the Summer Nats this year. It's a great, a great operation. I think everybody knows how well Mike runs that team. So I've, I have no doubt that you had a great experience there. Hopefully, we'll see you back next year. And I'm sure if your dad wants to come back, you guys will figure out a way. But listen, thank you yeah. so much for joining us. Who else do you want to thank? Did you have some sponsors to help put this together for you? Yeah, well, firstly, um, I'd like to thank Mike and the team at RPG. Um, it was a great environment in there. Uh, ben Cooper. I mean, um, I got to see his data after almost every race, um, you know, and he, and he helped me heaps. Uh, I mean, I can't even tell you how much he helped me um, being his teammate in that team. Um, that was unbelievable. Um, you know, our team back home, Darren, Jay, Benny and Miku came across with us, my family and friends, um, you know, I got a lot of support from back home, so it was excellent. And uh, to the two that were in my, in my corner while I was over there, my dad and Dylan, I mean, I couldn't have done it without these two. Um, it was amazing to be able to share the experience with them. So um, looking forward to hopefully being back. Matthew, that's awesome. It obviously takes a village to, to have success at an event like that. And I can speak volumes of the same thing as you about, about Ben Cooper, just the way he, when you, when you sit down with Ben going over data, it's the way he presents the information. It's just so, it's calm, it's relaxed, you understand it. It's just, it was a huge thing for me last year too, for sure. And, and uh, Ben's just, he's a, he's a consummate pro for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, there were some races he, he got first and, and I got second and it wasn't even an issue. He'd come over, he'd still help me. And I mean, I'm getting second to him and and he's still, you know, happy to help me. So, yeah. you know, credit to him. Credit yeah, to speaks him. volumes. Matthew, thank you so much for joining us, man. I know you just got home in Australia. It's into the afternoon there. But man, the, we really are appreciative that you, you took some time out of the day to, to chat with us. No, thank you very much. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Matthew. Matthew Waters, folks, we're also a performance group driver this past weekend uh, at Super Nationals from Australia. Obviously, has a lot more experience than the research that David did. Is the research that I did not do. I did not realize he'd run the World Championships in KF. And that David, part I didn't know. You are? I will say. Well, that, that part yeah, I didn't so know. I will do more research next year. I'll take some time off. Well, you're not going to have to because you're going to pick him as a winner next year. Because he's going to be back. He comes back. Man, that there was just go. impressive. Overall, it was impressive. Yeah, congratulations and, and to Matthew further, Waters for sure. It further backs up my claim that you had a top five car with a top 20 driver. I 100% right? had that. That's, listen, there is, I will not. I told everybody. <laughs> I know. I just, I just love repeating that. I the love 437 that. last year, people were like, oh, I don't have enough power. I go, I got lots of power. I just got no talent. <laughs> If I, had, I been, had I been able to warm my tires up correctly last oh, year, I might have did yes. a lot better. So, hey, listen. Got to be good on those cold laps. Anytime you roll into RPG, you have a cart that can win the races. That's as simple as that. It's a habit. Yeah. It's, it's, it's quality equipment. And it's just, I, I was able to drive it backwards to 19th or 18th or wherever I ended up finishing. <laughs> All right, folks. That's it for the K100 Masters category. Another quick break. When we get back, time to talk about Mini Swift. Motor mounts. They keep your engine attached to your chassis, right? The answer is, they're much more important than that. Your motor mount is critical in transferring 100% of the power from your engine through to your tires and the racetrack. You need this to get on the podium each and every time you race. 
Odenthal Racing Products is here for you, providing the best motor mounts on the karting market today. All designed to make sure you're using all the horsepower you pay for. Odenthal Racing Products is a family-owned and operated business with decades of karting experience in providing products with unmatched quality and value for our racing community. The Pro Series mount for two cycle engines, which is available in zero, five, and eight degree inclinations, provides a rigid structure to help keep vibration to a minimum without adding too much weight to your setup. The four cycle easy set system is one of the most popular mounts for the Briggs & Stratton 206 power plant. Multiple mounting holes provide the most adjustability depending on your chassis and seat placement. To ensure a tight fit to your chassis, our ORP wedge clamps get the job done. And they feature a number of design updates to provide a lower profile and lighter weight. The clamps are available from 28mm to 32mm in both standard and Euro style sizes. And now, Odenthal has also revolutionized the karting industry with its new EasyGP camera mounting system. Designed to mount anywhere on your chassis with one or two cameras, the ORP EZGP camera mount is your solution to capture that onboard winning moment. Head to OdenthalRacing.com and find a dealer near you. Odenthal Racing Products, proudly made in the USA. Top level production with a focus on a single form of motorsport, karting. This is MG Tires. MG Tires USA, underneath the Vantage Karting Group banner, is the official distributor of the MG Tires brand for the United States. MG Tires are the official spec tire in the US Pro Kart Series, Route 66 Sprint Series, Sunshine State Karting Challenge, and countless clubs across the country. No matter your compound preference, MG Tires USA has you covered. Whether it's the medium SH Red or the soft SM Yellow that you find at many karting events in the US, or the super soft green SS and the intermediate white IZ optional compounds, MG Tires USA has your winning set of rubber in stock. Indoor and outdoor rental facilities can now trust MG Tires with their solution to long lasting and the best performance with three different compounds available through the RL line. For more info about MG Tires USA and its extensive list of dealers near you, check out their website at mgtiresusa.com. MG Tires, for the drivers. CRG is one of the most iconic brands in karting, and we're primed and ready for the 2022 season with new material and a never-ending focus on winning. CRG Nordam is the North American distributor for all CRG products. Based outside of Houston, Texas, CRG Nordam supports CRG dealers across the continent, reaching every corner of North America. The CRG KT5 is our new chassis for tag and shifter racing, and it's been designed specifically for the U.S. market. The KT5 features 30mm construction with a 32mm front loop to increase front grip. CRG's new Ven 13 brake system is cutting-edge technology with a master cylinder that allows for pressure regulation within the system. Drivers can customize brake pressure to their own requirements to improve feel and to avoid brake lockup. The cart is finished with new KG 507-508 bodywork that has refined aerodynamics and reduced weight. For cadet drivers, the 2022 CRG Black Mirror is already logging positive results to start the new season. 
this chassis will be making big waves in 2022. Longtime CRG drivers will be happy to know that the CRG Road Rebel, the standard in quality and performance, is still available. With Force Cycle Racing enjoying consistent growth in North America, CRG's FS4 chassis is the ideal choice for racers in Briggs and Stratton competition. From pure racing to karting entertainment, many tracks, both indoor and outdoor, have made the switch to the CRG Centurion rental cart line. Five different models for both gas-powered or electric engines can fit any track's needs for a new rental cart fleet. CRG Nordam has a full inventory of rental carts available for new and existing facilities. For more information on the CRG product line, head to www.cartcrg.com and to inquire about a North American dealer near you, please email us at info at cartcrg-nordam.com. Welcome back to this edition of the debrief, the first of two that we'll have for this year's Scusa Super Nationals. We're talking about uh, four of the categories today, five tomorrow for a Friday evening show. Might have to crack open a beer for that one because it is Friday evening and the weekends come. David, that points. Uh, uh, and of course, Thanksgiving coming. Well, Matthew, corner, Matthew's so. almost at the weekend. It's noon there, so he's got so a couple he, more hours. He'll be he'll be celebrating all weekend long. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. He would be. I'd be drinking. Oh, this, I was just not a cup anymore, right? Mine was a cup, so it's yeah. it's it's that big, beautiful trophy, but you can't really yeah. drink out of it. Uh, so anyways, Factory Cards, the sponsor of our race report here, uh, this edition of The Debrief. Let's go to Mini Swift, and let me throw the headline out here for you, folks. Mini Swift headline, Vega becomes 13th different winner. It's a, you know, Crazy. the Mini Swift Tag Cadet division has just produced a lot of great racing. And a lot of former winners who have gone yep. on and done amazing things. Uh, Patricio Ward, Logan Sargent, just a number of others that have uh, just flourished in motorsports world and are continuing to as well. I went back uh, and looked and, at a couple old ones, Dave. Like there's like Stingray Robs in there, Kyle Kirkwood's. I think Kirkwood's and maybe not Kirkwood. There's a bunch of guys. That are, Stingray Robs. Yeah, he, they've oh. raced. Yeah. Dave, no, I'm, I'm looking at Cadet was Stingray. It wasn't Kirkwood. Oh. David Malukas. David Malukas was one. Was it in Connecticut? Not a foreign, not didn't win. Didn't no, win. Just race in the, race yes, in race in. Oh, the, the, the amount of names, uh, like, like I was talking with uh, Austin Osborne and he showed me a, a, a result from, from one of, from one of the races and just the amount of IndyCar and F1 drivers in that field alone is just <laughs> I know. insane. So, or any, even IMSA drivers and, and other motorsports drivers. So well, let's roll um, in Vega. This one, this one was going to be, uh, we thought it was going to be, a crazy one. We thought there were going to be a number of drivers in the mix. We, I think our predictions were all very similar, but uh, we knew it was going to be crazy. And we just didn't realize how crazy it was going to be. Uh, but Troy Ferguson, that was one name that didn't pop up. I don't think in any of our predictions and Troy Ferguson kind of slid under the radar on us. And, you know, we've, we've seen him be fast. I, you, uh, Nate had him in his top five. Neither of us did, but like, uh, what I would say, like he, I would have had him six to 10. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. It yeah. just, but you know, yeah, we haven't seen him do it at the Pro Tour, and and so boom, he comes to Super Nationals, sets fast time in qualifying, put a 52.661, and was able to clear uh, Royce Vega, his Benick teammate, by 13 yeah, thousandths of a second. So yeah, the, the Benick boys, they they all, along with Marco Romero as well too, they all were very fast and were all within the hunt all weekend long. Uh, Max Christia, who moved over to the Cart Republic brand for the weekend, ended up in third in the session. And then Eli Tristan Christian, 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 
with RPG Cosmic uh, on fourth, and then uh, Travis Pettit in the Fast Five. So name that we were missing, and one that we both two both of us picked was Lucas Palacio. It was Palacio missing was, until, it was missing until Sunday. <laughs> exactly, but in qualifying, ended up in twenty fourth. So we didn't see him at the front at all during the heat races. And in the two heat races or three heat races, it was Troy Ferguson picking up the win in heat one and heat three. Max Christia picking up the one in the second. But all three heat races were very highly contested. A lot of passing, a lot of shuffling. You had Christia finish second in the opening, uh, but it was Vega who finished third, second, and second, uh, which essentially gave him the pole position uh, for the main event with those consistent finishes. Because Ferguson had two wins, but an eighth place finish dropped them to second in the points by just one point. So again, every position matters when it comes to heat racing at the yeah, Super well, Nationals. The, because the heat races, nobody wanted to get out and get into a pack and pull away. No. It was just like eight. It was it was 10 laps of balls out. Let's go. <laughs> Last lap of the Indy 500. Yeah. We're going for it. Like everybody. Pretty much was, it. It was ridiculous. Yeah, uh, Michael, so, McGo- Michael McGoy was in there as well. For sure. Yeah, McGoy had two uh, yep. two third place finishes and a fifth. So he started fourth alongside Christia. Ferguson was able to go from pole to outside pole for the main event. And then Pettit still right there again in the fifth spot to start uh, the main event with uh, three fourth place finishes. So main event kind of unfolds. Again, no different than what we saw in the heat race. I think at one point we had 12 drivers in the lead pack. I think at about the halfway point. Because nobody want nobody wanted to work together. Everybody's no. passing each other. You go down the straightaway, they pass into one. They pass into two. They pass or pass into four, three, four, three, four, uh, seven, five, all the way at seven. the end. Yeah, uh, even five too. Even five because yeah. the first, yeah, the left hander going through the yeah. S's, they would be passing into there. So 100%. there was a lot of shuffling going around. Uh, so it was kind of crazy. But in the end, uh, three drivers were able to break away. Uh, that was uh, Vega. I'm trying to remember now. Vega, McGoy, and and Baglin. Those were the three drivers that were kind of able. So Baglin, who started back, where did he start? Seventh, had a bad second heat race. So was able, you know, again, with all the craziness that was going, uh, Baglin on the actual DAP chassis under the Trinity Carding Group tent. uh, He was able to put uh, With his tribute, his tribute Senna. Senna tribute, yep. Exactly, correct. Uh, So those are the three drivers up front. Um, essentially it got it boiled down to the last corner I and mean, we knew it was going to happen. This is, well, I want to, I want to, I want to preface that Dave. That's yeah. one of the things we saw in the heat races that we knew was kind of going to play out. Right. Once we start heat racing, we figured out how the racing was and it became very apparent, especially in the lower horsepower classes that the over-unders and all the moves, everything that was going to happen in turn nine, the last big kind of left-handed hairpin with a short run to the checker flag, not yeah. a long run to the checker, like short run to the checker flag yeah. out of the final lap. It wasn't all about the move to the inside. There were so many guys that would make a move third place between the over-unders. I just want to preface that because that's kind of what we saw here, and we saw it in a couple of other categories as well. Yeah, that's exactly it. And and so we go into the final corner. I want to say McCoy was leading, and I think Baglin was second, made the move. They kind of pushed wide, and Vega made the great over-under move, Beautiful. set back, went to the inside, and Way essentially – essentially won the drag race to the line comfortably getting to their first by just by 15 hundredths of a second uh, over McGoy, who was able to hold on to that second spot, put Baglin in third, uh, Christia 
ended up working with Palacio, who, because of all that craziness, started 14th and by the second half of the race was into the lead group and was just knifing his way forward, got to the bumper of Christia. That was the only time I ever saw people work together. <laughs> when when Christia and Palacio got together, they got away from all the other guys and were able to get to fourth and fifth, but just not enough time to get up to the leaders uh, by the end of the race. So, so you, so yeah, I believe Benick, you, I, believe, I, I believe you talked to the, uh, the Palacio crew, right? This for you want to go come back to that after what happened? They, what they battled with throughout the week. Well, right? I don't know exactly what they battled didn't, with. Didn't I hear carburation? Somebody told me it was carburation. I, uh, they just said they didn't have the pace in qualifying. Um, so, you know, I, I assume it just, you know, when you're starting that far back to 20, I think it was what 24th, uh, in qualifying. Let me see here. I, yeah. 24th. I, heard, so. I heard it was carburation. Cause like, like there, there are times when you're back at 24th where you have open racetrack and you look what you look what Lucas, Lucas Palacio was able to do in the, in Sunday starting where he did, um, further back to 14th or wherever, where he started and still was able to make these great moves like he normally would and then pull away. Like okay. it just, it, it was <clears throat> It was more indicative yeah, of what we've seen throughout this throughout the year. Because the pace was there. Christia had fast lap of the race with a 51.5, and then Palacio did a 51.5, and that was a lot second to lap or coming to the white flag. So when they those two got hooked up, they were able to get away. So he obviously found the pace, but all that you know, again, nobody worked together up front. When you start back in 14th, that's what you want. Like he had to he had to make up a gap and was able to do that because of all the shuffling that they were doing. Uh, early on so but certainly had the pace there at the end just not early in the weekend so yeah uh vega mcgoy baglin christia palacio top five great job for palacio he does get up to top five i think he was in fourth in the last lap i think christia got by him on the final circuit to steal fourth back uh speaking of stealing I, at least i won one class in in today's debrief <laughs> i won this uh one. You did. You you got you got us on this one, um, and you can you can thank uh, Christia for that because he yeah. is your one position correctly in the top five. Because <laughs> we all had three drivers in the top five. You had Palacio, Magoy, Christia. I had Palacio, Magoy, Vega, and then Nate had Christia, Palacio, Vega. So we all had three drivers in the top five. You were the only one who correctly correctly picked one, and that was Max Christia. Uh, so great debut for him on the Cart Republic. Um, as he was working with Motaz Sport, they kind of went under the Trinity Karting Group tent uh, this weekend, uh, and then moving to the Cart Republic brand for for uh, at least for him, and I believe another other driver as well. So there you have it, folks. A big win for Royce Vega in the uh, Mini Swift category. Good for him. Another break in the action. When we get back, we'll uh, dive into the Micro Swift category. All over the karting world, everyone knows OTK is the gold standard for quality and performance. In the U.S., OTK USA is the source for all things OTK. From the legendary Tony Kart brand to the race-winning Cosmic and Xpre chassis, and now the new Red Speed and EOS brands, OTK quality is second to none. All five brands are winning races and championships across the country in national programs like the Rock Cup USA Florida Winter Tour and the Challenge of the Americas, the Scusa Pro Tour and Winter Series, and the Pro Kart Challenge, the United States Pro Kart Series, and the WKA Manufacturers Cup. And OTK products are also front and center on the podium of club and regional races from coast to coast. To learn more about a specific product line, 
can find the OTK USA dealer near you. Whether it's Tony Kart, Cosmic, Xfree, Red Speed, or EOS, visit www.otkusa.com. Specific chassis territories are still available, so kart shops interested in adding a winning component to their product lineups can contact OTK USA directly. Wins in the sport's biggest races and championships in national and regional series all over the country, they're all on Nitro Kart's growing resume. Nitro Kart continues to make its statement as the best, fastest, and winningest cadet chassis on the American market. In 2021, Nitro Kart won the three biggest crowns in America in the Microsoft division, with Matteo, Rosu, and the Scusa Pro Tour, and both the Super Nationals and the USPKS titles with Keelan Harvick. At the Super Nats alone, three of the top five drivers on the podium got there on a Nitro Kart. The results are clear. If you want to win in Cadet, get a Nitro Kart and join our team. At Nitro Kart, we're all about driver development. Nick Tucker and the Nitro Crew's racing resumes are extensive, and their passion for helping our kids learn is unparalleled. Racing is about consistent learning, and that's what we're all about here at Nitro Kart. Never wanting to quit, we've continued to extend the reach of our driver development program. In addition to expanding into the junior and senior karting categories, we've also launched Nitro Motorsports, which will field two cars this season in the Trans Am by Pirelli series, one being piloted by karting champion Brent Cruz. Not only can we develop your young driver, but we can also provide the platform if a move to cars is in your plan. And our second seat is available. If you're serious about your driver's career, contact us today. In racing, experience is priceless. Franklin Motorsports is a leader in the karting industry with over 50 years of combined karting experience, and we can provide you with everything you need to go racing. With a large online product selection, select track support events, and a wide variety of shop services, Franklin Motorsports is your complete karting source. Check out our online store at www.franklincart.com where all our products are just a mouse click away. We're constantly adding to the growing product selection on the online store, and we ship daily to ensure products get to you quickly. We specialize in IAMI engines, tilt seats, ceramic products, driveline branded products, Briggs & Stratton engines, OTK products, and of course, the championship winning Merlin chassis. In our online store, you'll find a variety of items to fill your karting needs. Franklin Motorsports is also known for our wide variety of services and is home to innovative engine works by FMS, our in-house engine service department. Frame straightening, cart prep, and dyno testing are all services offered regularly at Franklin Motorsports. For all things karting, visit franklincart.com. Welcome back, ECAN Nation, to the debrief. Our first of two here for the Superkarts USA Super Nationals 26. Myself, Rob Howden, alongside David Cole. Factory Karts the sponsor of our race report for this edition of the debrief. And we're going to go into Micro Swift. We talked about uh, Mini having such a full field. Same went for Micro, and the racing here was tremendous as well. This was a big one, all told. Here's your headline. Scusa Pro Tour champ holds off challenge for first Super Nationals triumph. Yeah, again, this was a great category to watch uh, all weekend long. Started out with Pasha Ali laying down fast lap of qualifying to be able to uh, to secure that spot. Put in a 53.215 uh, and cleared the field by over three tenths of a second. So 
I think drafting in micro swift on a 1400 foot straightaway <laughs> is very key. Would you, would you agree? It was like Coda with a couple of DRS zones. Like there was like two <laughs> DRS zones. I think the straightaway was so long. <laughs> so uh, Parker Ives was in second with Josh Bergman third, Juan Diego Garcias in fourth, and Kate Casper rounding out the fast five. But it was actually Macha, Maxwell Macha, Scusa Pro Tour champion, who was back in 13th after yeah. the qualifying session. So not necessarily the kind of position he wanted to be. Uh, coming in as a number one plate holder because again he was the only one with number one all the way around so that's that's a cool part i do like that I do um too. and then we got into the heat races and this is what we kind of predicted uh with parker ives up front all three heat races i want to say heat one and heat two were pretty comfortable victories uh but heat number three was a little bit more of a challenge uh, both in Heat 2 and Heat 3, you had Bergman and Macha, who Macha was, again, coming up from P13, uh, were able to kind of challenge them a little bit more in those two races. So uh, we saw the speed definitely out of the Sodi carts with Bergman and Macha to be setting up for what we thought was going to be a pretty good main event. Uh, Ives or Eves was the, uh, the pole sitter with Isaac Payne and the Paralin. Uh, he was pretty consistent through the heat races, a yeah. second, fourth, and fourth. So he started on the outside of the front row. Macha had a sixth, third, and third to put him third in the uh, in the grid with Pasha Ali dropping down to fourth. Uh, Pasha, again, we talked about pole sitters. They kind of all kind of kept slipping back here and there. Uh, so he had a third, a fifth, and a fifth. And then you had Bergman and Liam Nakawati. I can never say it. Nakawati. Nakawati. I think it's Nakawati. Nachawadi, uh, making up the uh, the third row. So again, go into the main event. I start or Parker. I've starting on the front row. We thought it was going to be uh, again. A lot of people were talking about thought it was going to be a walk away. It wasn't. We had a four well, driver. I at, least, I at least thought we were going to get like a couple couple drivers pull away. Right. It was a, well. We did. We still we had a four, we had a four driver pack because again yeah. you had three Sodi carts working together. You, know, you had uh, Macha Bergman and uh, and Pasha Ali all right there keeping keeping tabs with Parker Ives. So, uh, but it was really Macha and Ives. Those were the only two leaders Great. in the race, the entire distance, a, a lead swap up here, a lead swap there. You know, if Macha kind of got slipped back, he had his, he had his wingman. He had his wingman to help him get back up uh, to Parker. So there was a lot of that uh, over the 20 lap race. Um, I think I want to say Macha was, I'm not exactly remembering how how it finished but i think matcha had the lead um or took the lead uh coming to the white flag and and really was able to hold on as as he as uh eyes was getting challenged from bergman i think that's the yeah. one thing i as remember I, as i recall eyes was, was sticking with them but but was kind of they were through the three and four they were kind of challenging each other and the gap broke up a little bit once that yeah. happened and bergman started going to work you know really trying yeah. to get by and that just you know we anytime you you're in the challenge, like your P2 challenge spot. Nobody's behind you. You're good. But the minute you, you're having to split your concentration, we talk a lot about that in the broadcast, right? The minute you're mm -hmm. splitting, you can't focus totally forward. So, yeah, you're right. Macho was able to finally stretch away. And I listen, uh, I talked about that throughout, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday from qualifying. Because the thing about Palacio and Macho, your two top guys in those two categories, mini and micro on the pro tour season, and neither of the guys were the top 10 in qualifying. Obviously, Palacio way back, but even Macho, we we all picked Macho to be up front there, um, and he well, and he was just not there. 
it, it's it's nothing forward, it's nothing unheard of because when we used to have the super nationals as part of the pro tour remember we used to have championship contenders not even make the main event and say yeah, x30 pro or yeah. x30 senior or, or other other categories as well too even tag cadet like some two, of the some two, of the drivers two of the best that one year as ryan norberg and brandon jarsakrak both those guys were battling out for a pro tour championship and they were nowhere. They were outside the top 15 for sure. At that Barely point. made it through the main event without that the LCQ. Yeah. Yeah. It was nuts. It was crazy. So that, that, yeah. So that it's not unheard of. And again, because of the different racetrack, I mean, this in a micro, it's flat out for what? 25 seconds. I don't know how long it took them to go <laughs> down that straightaway, but uh, you know, they're flat out there. And you, so you get off the gas here, you get off the gas here, you get And so it's, it's a different, it, 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 again, it's simple, but it's a different mentality to race that racetrack, I think. And so such some a kids, momentum track for them. So some kids grasp to that. Some kids, in, they need it. You know, you ask you know, Matthew Waters. It took him a little bit. Again, the progression yeah. at a temporary circuit, because if you mess up, there's no, there's no wiggle room. So think if you're, so you're a master's driver with 26 years of experience like Matthew Waters, and you got to get used to the racetrack. And then you're a eight-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> who's never driven a, a, a temporary circuit. That's yeah. why I always have so much respect for the kids. They're just out there banging around. But the ones that can really get it from seven to nine years of age, yeah. it's amazing. And and the micro category as a whole did a great job uh, keeping it clean, keeping it safe. Not a lot of crazy incidents. Uh, you know, nobody, you know, just randomly driving off into the barriers for no reason. So yep. again, you're always kind of worried about that because as you said, it's, you know, some of these kids, some of them probably even seven years old, haven't quite turned eight yet. So, yeah. So excellent job. Macha with the win, almost a half a second, the victory over Bergman. Ives ends up in third and that last lap battle coming to the line, all the stuff that happened to the line. Uh, Pasha Ali ends up in fourth overall, a great supernationals for Pasha. And then Juan, uh, Juan Diego Garcia Arce ends up uh, copying off the top five. And in real quick. Uh, talk to Pasha Ali and his family after or towards the end of Super Sunday. Uh, they had a brake disc rubbing uh, that kind of slowed him at the end. Oh, so uh, that that yeah, as as uh, the top three kind of battled, he kind of lost a little bit of pace. So he yeah. could have been there, but again, you never know. That's that's uh, Vegas, baby. So you can see what, when we're talking about these right now, our predictions. Obviously, this it was myself, David, and Nate. Nate's not joining us tonight. Uh, he busted his ass the entire time at the Super Nationals. If you were there and saw him running back and forth, he and Betsy banging out content, videos, uh, man, our, our social media content was fantastic. And he, of course, as soon as we land and get back home, I, I gave the boys tomorrow off, Friday off. David's, Nate's taking the whole Friday off. Nate's taking Friday off, but coming for the broadcast. And so we told Nate, dude, I know it's an eight o'clock show. <laughs> Just, dude, you're good. Enjoy your evening. Start your weekend. Start your weekend early. Well-deserved for sure. Uh, for all the work they put in. So he should, cause I say this because he should be here to gloat right now, right? Because you gloated big time. You had 18 points in one of your races. Yeah. and not. But I'm not surprised that you would gloat, David. It's in your it's in your character. It's in That's my DNA. Over. It's in your <laughs> It's in your DNA. Nate kicked our asses in this class. Whew. Like SmackDown, 17 points for, you were last, by the way. I was, this was not, again, <laughs> I get, I did get three in the top five. You got okay. four in the top five. I got, so I picked still, four of the top five. Oh, how did I not good, win this? It's a good, it's a good program. It's good, but yeah. Nate laid it down. I mean, he he got it. 
the top three in the correct position in the correct matcha Bergman Ives. So, and then he got Juan Diego Garciaris in the fifth spot. So he had, so very similar to what I did in, in the master category. Uh, he did in this category. Did except, he put Garciaris in the right spot for So four drivers, all in the right spot. Yes. So it's the same thing, but the problem was I went one, two, three, four. He went one, two, three, five. There you go. So he missed it. Who did he have for fourth? He had uh, Zane Burgess, who, let me see what place. Zane was up there. Yeah. Zane was up there in the the hunt uh, throughout the weekend. I'm looking to see where he finished. Um, No, I think he got shuffled back. So I don't see him up in the top. You and Nate almost picking perfectly to have four drivers in the correct positions. That's That's pretty wild. That's pretty wild. So Nate did a great job. Um, you know, he's, you know, again, he's been able to watch a lot of the cadet racing throughout the season. So, um, he, you know, kind of very similar. He didn't use the randomizer this year. He didn't use the, and it certainly paid off. It did because (laughs) I think he doubled his score from last year as well, too. Let me look at that. Hold on. Yeah. Yeah. And total, he had 24 points last year. Yeah. He, he doubled his, no, no. Almost doubled it. Yeah, pretty impressive. No doubt about it. So there you go. So Nate kicks Nate kicks our butt with that one there. We'll have a look when we get a little further on here. That's great. Uh, where we yeah. end up with the predictions. Uh, I think this is it, right, Dave? One more break. We come back. Paddock pass. We put the paddock pass later on in the show so that the guys, our, our guests can come on and then get out. Uh, we'll look at our constructor championship for these four categories. We'll go predictions and we'll wrap things up. And, of course, as always, the ECAN Tracks iLive calendar. Nothing for this year. It's all about 2024. Established in 1999, PSL Karting has become a powerhouse within the karting industry for North America and around the world. PSL Karting is your complete source for all Burrell Art products as the North American importer, providing this top quality product through both their expansive dealer network or through the pslkarting.com online store. Whatever you need is available 24-7 online, including safety gear, parts, components, and full karting packages. All three brands, Morel Art, Ricardo Kart, and Charles Leclerc Karts are in stock and ready to hit the track. Grab your winning chassis for any category by visiting pslkarting.com to find your nearest dealer. PSL Karting is always looking for interest in new dealers and teams to help create new business relationships. Drivers looking to take their talents to the next level can join the Burrell Art North America race team competing at all the major U.S. and Canadian events this season. When you're ready to win, go with PSL Karting. Precision Performance Karting, the winningest Briggs 206 team in the U.S. in 2023, is ready to get you to Victory Lane in 2024. As the factory team for Coyote Racing Chassis, PPK won the biggest four cycle races of the year, sweeping senior light, medium, and heavy at the CKNA Grand Nationals, and they have also won an iconic Duffy at the ICAP Sprint Grand Nationals in Texas. In 2023, Precision Performance Karting also traveled north of the border to dominate the Cup Karts Canada finale at Goodwood beating Canada's best Briggs racers. Our total focus is on winning, and we simply get the job done. Join our team, and we can help you win too. We have several levels of support available for 2024, from full-service arrive-and-drive programs to tent-only options. 
Whether you're a beginner or a seasoned veteran, our championship-winning PPK-prepared Coyote Zenith carts are ready to power you to great results. Join our team today. To become a Precision Performance Karting Driver or to learn more about our operation, contact John Seglum at ppkartingfl at gmail.com or check us out online at ppkartingfl.com. Winning takes top quality equipment, flawless preparation, experienced coaching, and passion. And at Team GFC, we live our passion. Developed by American karting champion Gary Carlton, the GFC chassis has become one of the newest brands to reach the top of the podium in North America. GFC has garnered victories and championships at all levels of the sport since its debut at the end of 2018. Shifter car drivers are at the front of the field in the GT14 frame, with the SS31 a consistent contender in tag and 100cc competition. Team GFC has arrive and drive packages available for all categories, including the mini and micro classes utilizing the GFC RR5 cadet chassis. These young pilots have the opportunity to be part of the Team GFC Young Driver Development Program. Learn from one of the best American carters with 28 years racing at the highest levels in the sport, offering personalized training on and off the track. Follow GFC Karting on Facebook and Instagram or click over to gfccarting.com to learn more about joining Team GFC. GFC, live your passion. Well, welcome back, folks. Final segment here on this edition of The Debrief. Two of them back-to-back -to -back tonight, uh, Thursday night primetime. Same thing tomorrow, Friday night primetime, 8 o'clock. You'll be able to, of course, watch any of them that you might have missed on YouTube. That'll, that's where they'll be living. So if you missed it or if anybody missed it, they can go back and watch uh, it on YouTube. Of course, we'll turn it into a podcast as well. Perfect for the commute to and from work. Uh, let's jump into the Paddock Pass right now. Today brought to you by Parolin USA. It all started in 1994 when former kart driver Albino Perlin decided to move his passion for karting from the track to his small workshop. That's when Perlin was born. Perlin USA is North America's source for Perlin products. We run a factory team at all the major Supercarts USA, USBKS, and Rock Cup USA events. The Perlin chassis lineup for 2023 includes the Invader Shifter, the Le Mans Tag Single Speed Chassis for junior and senior drivers, the 28mm Opportunity Model for the cadet classes, and the Daytona Four cycle chassis. Get on the chassis that's winning. Drive a parallel. For more information, head to parallelusa.com. All right, David, just uh, first and foremost, coming out of the Paddock Pass, we had the Paddock Insider, by the way. If you didn't see that, uh, have a look at that in our coverage. A lot of great stuff and kind of away from the track. Bottom line is, though, brand new lot. And for the first time, a really, first time in a while, a really unique new layout. Yeah, it certainly was that because it begins with the lot itself and, and yeah. Supercarts USA was given this area of the Las Vegas Motor Speedway to utilize for the racetrack. Obviously, as we saw when we were there, they had a number of other different events going on. Obviously, inside the racetrack, I believe, is where they have all the Christmas lights as well, too, along with outside. So a lot of different stuff going on. Plus, leading up to the event, they had, I think, two weeks of drag racing going on. They had NHRA and then some... Uh, other program there the week after so a lot of stuff going on like an edm concert a couple a week a couple weeks before it too a huge massive yeah. edm concert oh. 
I didn't even know about it. That should have, that should be at the same time we're there then. That would be great. Uh, so, so yeah. So again, new lot. So kind of have to go with what you have. And, and Scusa did that. Uh, and it was a completely different layout. And we continue to keep talking about it earlier in the show. The 1400 straight foot straight away. I mean, that's, that's the biggest factor of the racetrack and how only there was really only seven turns. So all of them essentially 180 aside from the two uh, S's uh, that kind of helped set the racetrack to go back to the northeast side of the facility. But, you know, physically, I think the roughest part was maybe that last corner where there was a, a number of different bumps. But physically, I don't think it was very demanding on the driver because a lot of those that were that are already in shape have already been racing 20, 25, 30 weekends out of the year. It, it wasn't uh, a very, at least in practice, wasn't very challenging for them. You know, Dave, we, we, a lot of drivers will talk to, uh, depending on what the track's like, they'll say, there's no place to breathe. There's no place to rest on the racetrack, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like when you when we run the CKNA race at Newcastle, there's only that there's little no short brace, shoot. Yeah. There's really no time to break. Literally, you could have, you know, ha- chewed some gum and called a friend, <laughs> called the master's drivers, called, called a friend on the phone, drive that, like that straight away. Like you could literally, all that time to kind of relax your, you know, you could, again, it's, it, physically, no. Um, mentally demanding. Yes. And of course, the track adjustment, when we first got there, the kink was kind of turned into coming to turn number one. There was a barrier on the outside or a post on the outside. They had it fully covered with a barrier. Obviously, a lot of people walk on the track for the first time. We're not happy with that. You know, a lot of people, I think, talking to Scusa officials about it. I know I went to Scusa officials to chat about it as well. They really watched it, David, the first day um, to, to say, hey, listen, what are we going to do about this thing? What, and fi- the, finally, they made a track adjustment which really, like, they, they moved the apex of the kink way back. They changed the entry. In the end, um, although there was a couple of big impacts still, in the end, the ambulance never ran, and there was no red flags during any of the races. So it was overall, and it ended up being a pretty solid track, and the adjustment they made ended up being a success. Yeah, it did. The the the, the revision going into turn one helped definitely helped uh, the long term of the racetrack again, because, I mean, we did see the, the issue in qualifying, but again, that was uh, four minutes on the racetrack and, and nobody was uh, uh, um, abiding by the yellow flag. So again, no. under the lights, a little bit crazy situation. So, so that, that was kind of a separate of its own, but the racetrack itself, uh, again, they, they continue to listen, making sure there's gaps between the big barriers and the little barriers. So you have room to throw carts over corner workers did an amazing job getting, getting carts out of the way and really making did. sure drivers were, were in a safe area. Um, so again, it's just, it was a unique, different racetrack. Um, and again, like you said, I think more mentally than anything, again, is when you're going 95 miles an hour with barriers alongside of you, I mean, it, it, Kind of and like Foray said, it makes you think. I just want to go home. I don't want anything to happen. <laughs> yeah. I just want to get home safely, you know. And you know, we saw guys test it certainly in practice. You know, TJ Coyne was one of them. Got drilled into the barriers going down the straightaway in the K100 senior practice session because again, you think you're gonna, you know, it's it's just lining it up to. You think you're gonna be on the inside. Well, the driver's gonna keep hugging the inside until he sets up for the corner. So there's a lot of it was almost, you know, you had it's road racing mentality and that side of things. Agreed. And and very Modesto like because again, you think about it in Modesto, it was kind of this was all brand new to a lot of these drivers. 
well, a lot of these drivers have been to the supernats. Well, they haven't been to the supernats at speeds like this. So you kind of have to understand, all right, is this a hundred percent good passing spot? No. Or is this a 50%, you know, find a kind of find find your range of where you can pass, how you can set people up differently uh, to be able to, to, to make a, make a good pass and not be in the barriers halfway down the straightaway. Yeah, and by then the weekend, obviously Super Sunday, people dialed that in. That's why the racing was so great, thrilling. Yeah. The first three races were all the KA Masters guys, and it literally set the tone for the rest of the day because the racing was so good. Now, away from the track, David, uh, we'll figure out how you you and I want to play with this, but excuse us. I know that you, everybody's always talking about knock down, crack down your rules, crack down on your rules. Well, they cracked down on the rules this year on a bunch of uh, pretext stuff. Which, uh, which again, guys got DQ'd uh, for not having enough bolts, like like only having one bolt on, you know, nut on on a weight on your on your weight, yeah. one nut, one yeah. nut, and a lot of times you put a nylock nut, it's not going to go anywhere. Um, what are your thoughts well, on that? Because they 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 did get pretty aggressive. I understand the ruling on that, but it's 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 the severity of the penalty, I think, and yeah. I understand them trying to the crack down on this. And, you know, and, and how, you know, because again, you gotta, they want to make sure all the weights are, are, are numbered. Okay. That was one of the issues uh, throughout the weekend. Uh, I get that. Okay. And I think they were telling people during the practice sessions, Hey, make sure that's numbered. Hey, make sure that's numbered. I saw, I saw the tech officials doing that when I happened to go by the scales once in a while. So again, and it was a new thing too. Um, that was not something that was in the school, excuse it, rule book until coming into super nationals. Um, so it's new, it's a new process and there's a lot of racers who've never even raced Scusa. So they, a lot of them might not even know. So yep. I, I think that was something they had to work in. Um, I think, I think cause the, the, the weight or the nut was a DQ. I think that was the harshest penalty. Then that makes that's too much to me. And I think again, you know, okay. If you're doing four positions for not having a number, why can't we do 10 or why can't we do 15? Um, I think a full disqualification is not the way to go. I understand the reasoning for it. They're trying to make sure everybody's safe because again, yeah. if the weight comes off at 95 pounds, does it really matter who's or 95 miles an hour? Does it really matter whose number is on it? It just, it broke. You know, there's a lot of failures that happen in motorsports. Sometimes it could be a broken, you know, a seat. Um, so sure enough. Yeah, I, the seat can just break crack. Yep. Yeah. So again, I just, I don't like the nitpicking side of things on that side of it, but, um, I understand the crackdown again, trying to make it safe that, that I, you have, you have me at that, but yep. the, the, the severity of the penalties, I think was a little, a little bit too crazy, uh, for that because again, there, there were people that were trying to, to cheat around it as well, but you shouldn't do that. But I don't know. I mean, we, Pro Tour, here, here's the way I look at it. If, if, a, if a driver can get disqualified for a non-compliant part or, or a tech item and they can drop that as a drop race, I don't, that doesn't add up, you know, if here you go, yeah, I know. I are you allow, so are you allowing people to, to push the limit in terms of technology? Uh, is that, is that lower than I did? You can literally cheat, safety? you can literally cheat on your engine. And well, I didn't want to say that. I'm just, but I want to push, no, I'm just saying push the limits. But, but listen, listen, that's literally the dichotomy. You can cheat on an engine or push the limits to the point where you get DQ'd technically from a race, but you're allowed to drop it 
But if you don't have a, a second nut, you're DQ'd from a heat race. Or for any race in the main event. Oh, yeah, just for, it doesn't make any sense to me. All right, listen, we can do, we can talk about this for that's yeah. that's another topic. That's a that's another, round that's table a round table that we got to do. Break next that time. down for the round table discussion. Yeah. Those are coming this year. Uh, let's go into a more happy, at least for for four groups of people. Constructors Championship. What chassis one uh, of these four categories that we talked to? Uh, so the first category we talked about: uh, Master Shifter, a towel cart scoring a victory. It's it's been a while. You think of. Uh, what uh David Yurka, probably one of the last Ital carts to win at the Super Andre Nationals. Castro? Oh, Andre, that was twenty I don't know. David Sarah would know the year. Is that twenty twelve? Um <laughs> or was it twenty third? No, I, I see I should pull my, my thing up. It was at the Rio. Yeah, I want to say twenty ten. I think that was twenty ten. Yeah, because twenty thirteen was a rain we, rain year. That's the so one where we played thirteen years since the Nitel cart won. I want to say David Yurka won pro ICC. I think you're right that year. Well, he won tag senior as well too. I believe. Did he really? Valiente yeah. won three Hold of them on. in Formula C back in the day. I'm, wait, I'm waiting for my, my, uh, my cheat sheet to pop up here. We'll, we'll come back to that one. Uh, cosmic David with a victory with Rawlson performance group and Matthew waters. Yeah. yeah great right? pick there. <laughs> <laughs> God, good one. Uh, Benick again, locked out the front row qualifying locked out the front row in the main event uh and was able to get the win in uh mini with uh with um royce vega and yeah. then sorty cart not only was sorty cart did not only did they win with maxwell macho david they were like three, three of three, three drivers top in ones. the top yeah and again that pretty good. listen that's another one you got to go all the way back to i believe andrea boss and sorty cart anthony boss probably anthony boss what year yes. was that Okay, so let me do. Let me first start with the Nacastro. That was 2010. Okay, a boss last one 14. in 20, 2013. That was 2013. the, the rain. Okay. Uh, and so, so that so 13 was a is the 13 what we played on the radio today, or was it 12? 12. 12. So, 12 had the, the pictures, uh, pictures yeah. of me and Verstappen and Leclerc. Glad I had my little, little handheld camera for that. We they were can. good. Good. They were good things, Dave. All right. So that's that it wasn't it wasn't disposable. That's that would have been even better if it was a disposable camera. <laughs> one day I'll tell the story about the one time we actually used a disposable camera. Oh, that'd be great. For e carding for no for shifter card illustrator. Shifter card illustrator, yeah. You want to hear it? Great, great, uh probably grid photos, right? No, here's what happened. We okay, um, go, yeah, go through it. We got time. We're at the super nationals. Oh Jesus. No, no. The Monday of the Super Nationals, uh, or the Sunday night, Paul Tracy decides he wants us to test the Paul Tracy cart on the Monday morning. Okay. Me, Mark Miller, was there. Yeah. Uh, I think we were going to drive Almondinger's cart. Uh, okay. Well, Greg, uh, well, Jeff Deskins, our good friend Jeff Deskins, the senior photographer for Shifter Cart Illustrated, went home. He drove home on Sunday night. Right? So we <laughs> we got on camera. Like, we got to take pictures of this thing. I literally bought... <laughs> A couple of because it was like a last minute deal. So it's, I think it's in the, I'm pretty sure it's in the magazine with it's, a, it's like a definitely. Just, in. And the lighting was like, it was later in the day. The lighting was, it was light was going down. It was, it's, oh. yeah, super pro back then. Not um, good. <laughs> not good. All right. Not let's cap things off good. with the predict predictions. Yeah. Run just through. to, just to uh, re re recap. Um, Nate kicked our butts in micro swift with 17 points. Rob was the top driver in mini swift with only five. Uh, 
I was able to secure the most points in K100 Master. Only three points there. Only three. Yes, only three. Uh, uh, but made up for it in Master Shifter with 18 total points in the category. Uh, so after those four categories, we'll, we'll give you a, a total. I'm leading the way at 27 points. Nate at 25 and Rob at 19. So, so David, David's already done the script for tomorrow. So he already knows where we are, what's going on. And I'm not feeling like I'm going to have a bounce back. Cause I, I don't think that I had anything close to a 17 or an 18. Listen, dude, we've been doing this for a long time. And for you and Nate, almost to go perfect. We've never been close to anything like that. I don't think so. No, I mean like, you, you, so you, never close. No, 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 never close. So to compare it, your total, oh, see, I just changed it. Your total last year was 16 total for 10, class, yeah, so, 10 classes. Yeah. I'm so you just through the first four classes we've done, you're already above that. So that tells you year. how well we all did. As well, how a many points did whole. you have last year total? I had 27. So, so you have I, the same amount of points in four races. <laughs> yeah. As you did in 10 last year. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's amazing how great we did. We did good this year, even though it wasn't Danny Formal. Although well, Danny and I will, will always have that. <laughs> I love so I, I, I we got to put the Pete Weber like that that video of you know what I'm talking about and put Danny's face on Pete Weber. Yes. Who do you, you think you are? I am. I am. <laughs> <laughs> That's happening for sure. Oh. All right. Uh, so let's wrap this thing up, folks. Uh, we have another one coming tomorrow, as we said. 8 o'clock again, Eastern time. Uh, come and join us for another one. We'll go through the other five categories. Of course, the pro classes, uh, X30 Junior, K100 Junior, and Master Shifter, right? Two shifters. No. no. Two shifters, K100 Junior. did Master junior. Shifter. Oh, pardon me. Pro, pro Shifter, Shifter, X30 Senior. X30 Junior, X30 Senior, senior. K100 Senior, X30 Junior, K100 Junior. There you go. Five. So Those all the Junior and Senior classes, yes. All right. Before we wrap things up, let's go Ecan Trackside Live Race Calendar brought to you by the Skip Barber Racing School. Are you looking for the next step in racing? Go from carts to cars with the Skip Barber Racing School. Skip Barber alumni are champions in every motorsport series, including Formula One, NASCAR, IMSA, and IndyCar. Get behind the wheel of a Skip Barber Formula Four car featuring a 160 horsepower turbocharged engine. Our highly structured and competitive Skip Barber Formula Race Series is the perfect platform to start your racing career so you can fulfill your dream of becoming a champion. With equalized race cars and a focus on driver development, your driving skills will determine if you end up in victory lane. Learn more about the Skip Barber Racing School at skipbarber.com or call 866-932-1949. All right, Dave, bring her back. This is it. Uh, Ecan Trackside Live Race Calendar. Nothing for the next six weeks. Press the reset button. Catching up. Yeah, it's uh, it's focusing on 2024. So we're going to wrap up 2023, especially when we get done with our our um, second podcast podcast tomorrow. And oh, sorry. Okay. Go oh, good. No, no, no. I'm just saying, get it out. Get it out. Second podcast tomorrow. Yeah. We'll have some this week in Cardis. We'll get some more podcast stuff coming still before the end of the season. Just no yeah. more track side. They'll get to kind of relax a little bit. But the first race will be January 12th to the 14th, second weekend uh, in uh, January. David now will be trackside at the Supercarts USA opener for the Winter Series. AMR Homestead Miami Motorplex, presented by MG Tires, I believe is the name. 
And then a couple weeks later, we head west to the Challenge of the Americas, February 2nd to 4th opening round at the Muscleman Honda Circuit in Tucson, Arizona. I love that racetrack. It's such a raceable track. So, uh, yeah, Homestead and and uh, and Tucson, David, firing things up for 2024. Yeah, very similar to what we've done in the past couple of years and uh, excited to uh, to start planning and, and sorting out the, the details for that, as I'm sure a lot of the teams are, once they get through this week, next week is starting planning on, uh, on those programs. Your 20th year. With uh, eCardNews.com. It is. It'll be my 20th season. Yes. 20th season. Yeah. We might, we'll have to make some t-shirts for that. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. We can do that. Like, like the, uh, the old uh, uh, concert tour shirts. Yeah. So all the races I'm going to go to all the races I'll beat you at. Yeah. Wow. That'll be a small t-shirt. It will be. (laughs) Uh, And hundred percent. We'll get the 20 year, uh, Yeti cup or whatever, Stanley cup for you. We'll get it in bright and what do you call it? Laser etched. Very nice. It'd be very nice to take to the racetrack. Exactly that. Yeah. For some yeah. rum and Cokes. All right, folks, there you go. Done. And Dustin, just over an hour and a half time here on YouTube and Facebook. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate it. Back again for a primetime show tomorrow. We'll go pro tour class or pro classes. And of course the junior categories as well. Uh, and then roll right through. There's lots to talk about. David's got some guests lined up for that one as well. Any teasers yet, David, or, are we a little fine tuning? So working. I, I got one that's a that's a can be depending on travel situation. Um, It'd be nice to get Formal, but I think he's in Italy right now. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to bug him. One today, by the way. Him and Marcelli won. Yeah. Yeah. So they won uh, the Super Trofeo, or at least one so, of one of the deals over there. So he, he he yeah. So I still have to kind of sort out the uh, a couple couple more guests. So we'll see. We do this on the fly, folks. We do it on the fly. Well, <laughs> not a lot of time today, too. So. No, there's not a lot of time. Exactly. <laughs> like you said, dude. Can you imagine if this was literally Thanksgiving? We would have we would have either had to jam this been into Tuesday, Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah, Tuesday, Wednesday, yeah. The, the following week. Could have been yeah, following. that would have been probably the following week. We are, we we're, would be we're getting exhausted. old. We're getting old. Dude, trust me. I feel it. I feel it. Uh, every morning <laughs> in Las Vegas. And the yeah, last we're, not, month, we're, we're not youthful like Mike Smith, right? And Henry Boudet. Oh so they were just kidding. ready to go every morning. <laughs> they were. What are you guys doing? Like, Calm God, down. Back <laughs> All right, again, big thank you to Acceleration Kart Racing. I'll say this right now. They've been with us, David, your entire uh, duration with eCardyNews.com because they were on the website uh, when I bought it. They were on the website, and they have been with us. Uh, Curtis and Brooke have been with us the entire time. So I shout out to them right now. Again, awesome to have. Curtis was there. I don't sure, not sure if you saw him. I said hi to him. He he was in the grandstands. So he was in the grandstands, I want to say Friday. And literally he was standing there. And yeah, I, he didn't say hello to you. I saw him, so I said hi. Podium um, finisher at the very first Super Nationals, by the way. There you go. Kurt classes. Whatever. There was two. Wasn't there was headline. Two, so it was a, there was okay. there was two classes last right. there. Two one twenty five classes. There. Gotcha. Uh, I'll have to go back in my notes and look at that. But yeah, anyways, folks, we're done. Thank you very much. Big shout out to the guys from Acceleration Kart Racing. Back at eight o'clock tomorrow. This will be a podcast. David will get this up rolling sometime next week. He gets to have Friday off. And then the next following week, of course, Thanksgiving, the boys are taking those days off as well. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow. Make sure to come back. It's interactive. If you've got questions, comments, make sure you bring them. Again, big thank you to Acceleration Kart Racing. Everybody who supports eCartingNews.com. It was a fantastic time at the Super Nationals. Again, we're looking forward to our first race, the Scusa Winter Series in January. But we'll cap off this year's Super Nats with one more debrief tomorrow evening. Thank you so much for tuning in. On behalf of this guy, David Cole, my name's Rob Howden. 
Bye for now.